to determine if ally was a title that you were going to add to your bio or if it was going to be a way of life you walk in allyship you are acting as an ally welcome to beyond allyship a podcast that helps humans shift their understanding of what it means to be an effective ally and show up in allyship for marginalized communities. You have to learn. You have to unlearn. You have to surround yourself with people who are doing this work. Let's get it popping. Happy New Year, beautiful people. Welcome to the first episode of 2023. I'm Dr. J-Pop, the host of the Beyond Allyship podcast. It's a new year. I'm rather excited about that. The last three years haven't been my absolute favorite. There have been some great things that have happened. Me launching a podcast for one, but there was a lot of growing and stretching in 2022. And I think I need a a palate cleanser year. Yeah, I need a palate cleanser year. I don't know about y'all, but I am excited for the newness that 2023 is bringing. And, you know, we all know what happens at the beginning of a new year. The vision board parties have happened The alarm clocks have been set at an ungodly hour. The new planner, the new notebook has been bought and you've selected your word for the year. But one question I have for you, and it's the topic of today's episode, what is your allyship strategy? Yes, what is your allyship strategy? See, at the end of every year in building allyship, we do a focus group and everybody who can come, you know, we get on Zoom and we talk about what we learned this year, where we focused our energy this year, where we donated our time this year, where we donated our money this year, what we learned that year. And then we start to talk about, okay, what's the next year going to look like? What, where are you planning to donate what you have for your time, whatever currency you have? Where are you going to spend your time learning? What communities are you going to be a part of? How are you going to show up for marginalized communities? And I think we all saw what happened after 2020. Everybody was gung-ho. It's a manic energy. And then, of course, support drops off. And that's natural. I mean, literally, Martin Luther King actually wrote about it in his last book, Where Do We Go From Here? But there is a way to combat that. And honestly, I think we make it harder than it has to be because allyship is something that you can value just like you can value mental health, physical health, wellness, family. Allyship is something that you can value. And if it is not at the forefront of your value system, when you decide, hey, I want to show up for marginalized communities, then you're going to have to put steps in place to turn that intention into impact. So we all know about the intention action gap. And if you don't simply put, I can have a great intention. For example, my one of my intentions, because I'm not really a fan of resolutions, but one of my intentions is actually to continue the workout schedule that I had last year because it worked for me, it challenged me, but it didn't burn me out. And so I have my alarm set at a certain time. I have accountability partners that check in with me. And that was because if I just said, hey, 
I want to keep my workouts at four to five times a week, but I don't put the plan in place, then that well-meaning intention is just going to fall into the abyss with all of the other empty notebooks that you have laying around your house. Some of y'all know what I mean. So you can intend to show up for marginalized populations, but if you don't have a plan, it's just an idle intention. And if allyship, as I said before, wasn't part of your core values before, this is not a dig <laughs> and, and this is not judgment, but if it's not something that you valued before, why is it going to be different just because you said, this is what I want to do? We have to put steps in place so that that new value that you have, that new intention can actually become a habit, something that becomes second nature to you. So we do just like we do anything else for the new year. We build a strategy or plan. And part of the plan, I should say a core piece of it, should be continuous exposure to information, lived experiences and communities that helps allyship come to the forefront of your value system. Simply put, I think you all understand we've made allyship, which is simply just showing up for other humans and, and caring about how they experience this world. We've made it this thing that we put on a pedestal that's unachievable. And honestly, it doesn't have to be but it does require you to take a step outside of yourself, okay? And actually see how you're going to show up. So of course, I'm not just gonna tell you about it. We're gonna actually have some tools for you to build that strategy. As I said, if you wanna audit what you did last year, Great way to start. Great place to start. Audit what you did last year. Where did you spend your time? Where did you spend your money? What books did you read? What talks did you listen to? Where did you actually show up? Okay. And that you can start from there. If you are saying, hey, this is actually something new to me, you know, allyship strategy. Well, here, here are three things that you can do to get you started on building your own allyship strategy plan. The first thing on the list is audit your currency. And I know when we hear currency, we think money, but there's so many other things that we have that make our currency valuable. It can be money, but it can also be time and it could be resources. One what I like to talk about a lot is, of course, privilege, because to me, your privilege is your power. So take some time. Look at look at your schedule for the next quarter. Look at all of the weeks and say, hmm. How much time am I going to donate to learning? Do I have time to volunteer for different organizations? And if you don't, then do you have money that you could actually put towards organizations that you are interested in or that you would like to see flourish and thrive? And if time and money are a struggle, what other resources do you have? Great example. I have a friend who had an absolutely amazing Airbnb and have about four friends. We are black female entrepreneurs, and we were really looking for a place where we could come together for a couple of days and just hash out stuff with our businesses, talk to each other, strategize and learn together. And I reached out to this friend. I said, hey, can you send me the link for the Airbnb? Uh, my friends and I really, really want to book it. And when I told her what we were doing, 
they just said, <laughs> you can have it for these dates. Now, of course, we, we wanted to pay. That was our goal. But she had a, a previous knowledge of the work that I do and how stressful it can be. She also had the knowledge of how many Black female business owners can actually progress past the first two years and be successful. So she understood things about our marginalized identities that made her say, hey, this is a resource I have that I really could just donate and let you you have for a few days. It's no big deal. And she took it a couple steps further and, and got us these amazing notebooks and just really showed up for us in a moment where we weren't necessarily necessarily looking for it, but it was something that was so beneficial to us building from that point. And it's something that I will never forget because it showed me, man, you don't just have to have the time. You don't just have the money. You might have resources. You might just have privilege that allows you to show up in different spaces. So the first step to building your strategy plan, we're just going to go quarter by quarter, audit your currency. Okay. Two, Audit your knowledge bank. What have you learned in the last year? What books have you read? What positions have you been in that, you know, you maybe said, oh, I wish I knew more about that because maybe I could participate in this conversation in a different way. Or maybe this is something that you got called out on or called into and you're saying, mm, I bet there's some book out there or there's somebody that I can talk to so that I can learn more about this so I can better show up the next time. So what I usually say is pick one to two topics for the quarter. And I say one to two because honestly, let's just be real with ourselves. <laughs> Start with two and you'll have residual for the rest of the quarters. That's kind of how I plan. I do the bulk as, as much as I can in the beginning so that it can overflow into the rest. But pick one to two topics that you want to learn about this quarter. And then really think about be realistic in this goal. What mediums do you like to learn from? Books, podcasts, workshops, newsletters, etc. But be realistic with the time that you have and, and the mediums that you are going to use. I say this in some of my workshops. If you can't read five books by your favorite author in a month now, the topics that you're diving into... Mm, don't set a don't set a lofty goal for five books because the goal really isn't to just acquire the information. The goal is to acquire and be able to implement, right? Be able to use the information that we are learning. So pick the two topics, one to two topics you want to learn about this quarter. Set aside 45 minutes to an hour in your schedule. And I want you to just research resources that you can consume. This is this is something that you can do and audit your currency to help this. If you have decided, and I, this is something that a lot of Building Allyship members, they have learned to do over the last three years. If you have 30 minutes in your schedule a week and that's all you have, that's all you have and that's just enough. So when you're looking for resources, I want you to say, I'm only going to have 30 minutes. So the podcast episodes that you pick need to be less than 30 minutes. The articles that you choose need to be something that can be read within 30 minutes. The videos you want to watch, the workshops, whatever it is, it needs to fit in that time that you, you selected when you were auditing your currency. Okay. 
Put all of those resources in a bank. You can put it on a checkoff list, whatever works for you, so that when you have that time and it comes up on your calendar and that reminder's there, you can just go right to your list and pick one of the resources and consume it, okay? So audit your currency, audit your knowledge bank. Now, the last one is probably, actually it's not probably, research has said it's the most important. You need to audit your access to accountability and community. This is not something (laughs) that is intended to be done alone. It's just not. Because the beauty of allyship is we're looking at how we can show up for each other. So we're looking for ways that we can build community. So this is a practice. Looking for accountability isn't just, oh, somebody that can tell me, okay, I didn't see you at the gym. No, this is someone that's walking with you on this allyship journey who believes some of the same things that you do in terms of wanting to show up for other people. So you need to look at, well, what does my community look like? What does my friend circle look like? What does my colleague circle look like? And not just in, not really in diversity purposes, but for accountability, who's that person that you know is on the same path as you, looking to do some of the same things? Can you connect with them? A great example, of course, people do a lot of book clubs. Now, I'm, I will say, I love book clubs, but when it comes to topics like this, whatever book club you start or whatever book club you join, there must be action steps. There must be calls to action that you can implement after you read the material. It can't just be, oh, we read. So you want to talk about race. Great. You read it. What did you do after? What information did you take from it that you were able to channel into some strategy or action step for yourself? Okay. So keep that in mind. If you're saying, oh, I'm going to start a book club. Great. If you are truly interested in that, make sure that you're doing it in a way that it is intentional and it is something that can be carried beyond that meeting that you have with each other. Another example of a community is building allyship. Now, this is something I built, as I've said, in 2020, I built this because I recognize that everybody was going to fall into this <laughs> intention action gap if there wasn't spaces where they could lean on each other, where they could, you know, challenge each other, where they could find resources together, but also where they could talk to each other. And if someone, they hadn't seen someone and they were missing someone and they, they weren't as active in the group, they could reach out to them. So building allyship doors, I will let you know, are going to be opening in the next couple months. I'll make sure that I put the link to the wait list in the show notes. There are other groups, there are other educators, there are other activists who have their own communities. If you want something that's more specialty, for an example, uh, Sonia Price Herbert, she's an amazing Pilates instructor, founder of Black Girl Pilates. She's actually going to be coming on on the show in the in the next couple months, but she has started forums for Pilates instructors who were looking to do better, who were looking to show up for marginalized persons in the Pilates communities. There are communities that are more niche that you could join. Okay, There are groups, there are people who do workshops, there are people who do webinars. So just make sure that in your audit of your, your currency, of your knowledge bank, you are auditing your access to accountability and community. Now, there's one tool that I actually, an ebook that I created and, and released for Cyber Monday called Seven Habits for Highly Effective Allyship. Once again, I'll put that link for the ebook in the show notes, but in that I detail some of the behaviors that I saw that have made 
a lot of the members in Building Allyship extremely impactful in their own jobs and their own families and their own communities. It also details out the phases of allyship and action steps that you can take in each of those phases. And the end of the book just has some terms and concepts that you can use for definitions, for understanding, for talking points, and something that a lot of people end up referring back to as well. So let's just not have the intention of showing up for people this year. Let's put some muscle behind this intention by building our allyship strategy. Now there is a new service that I am offering this year and it's called Allyship Strategy Sessions. So if there is something, a project that you want to work on, something that you're interested in, or you really just want to talk about your Allyship Strategy Session, you can schedule a one-on-one with me. It's 60 minutes and we go through just some of your interests, some of the things you've already learned and, and really talk about ways that you can start to show up in whatever sect you would like, be it home, be it community, be it work. I'm excited for this year and I know that you all can do some beautiful things in the communities uh, that you are a part of and I'm excited to hear from you so make sure that if you if you have questions if you want to reach out and run something by me I have no problem all of my information is in the show notes you can find me on social media all of those tags are in the show notes and I'm really excited about what I'm going to be able to bring you on the Beyond Allyship podcast this this year. Y'all get it popping in 2023. Dr. J Pop out.